This is the Daily Detail, powered by 1819 News, Honest News. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. The voice of Alabama values. Alabama. Unbelievable people. And now, here is Andrea Tice. Well, a lot of schools, businesses, and roads are closed today due to the icy conditions that swept in on Monday afternoon in the majority of Alabama. The extent of the winter weather has affected counties from the southwestern part of Alabama in Baldwin and Mobile counties all the way up to the Tennessee Valley and across all of northern Alabama. Many schools within the areas affected by this weather have canceled their classes for Tuesday, and they may give the students the whole day off or they may teach remotely. School is likely to resume on Wednesday once the incoming sleet and snow has passed over and been cleared up. The Alabama Department of Transportation has made an effort to pre-treat roadways and bridges so that the weather does not impede absolutely necessary travel. Still, there are some road closures that are being reported, especially in northern Alabama, due to the icy conditions. So if you want to check out the driving conditions in your area, go to ALDOT's website, which is algotraffic.com. The National Weather Service confirmed that on January 9th in Walton County, three EF1 tornadoes hit there. One of the twisters had 110 mile per hour winds and a pathway of 11 miles, which was over 200 yards wide and hit South Walton County. The two other tornadoes hit in Eukiana and Defuniac Springs. The tornadoes lasted about one to three minutes while on the ground. A state lawmaker is pre-filing a bill that would place a cap on the rise of property values after an annual reappraisal. State Senator David Sessions says that his bill is because of reports from homeowners and business owners of a spike in property tax bills after their recent reappraisal. Sessions says it's hard for a resident to deal with a 10 or 15 percent increase in their tax payments. He says it needs to be lowered to somewhere between 3 and 5 percent in order to help taxpayers deal with the increased cost, along with the inflation and high prices that are occurring in the U.S. economy. Sessions also said that Lieutenant Governor Will Ainsworth is very interested in this piece of legislation, along with some other state Senate colleagues. The Alabama Policy Institute has released a blueprint for Alabama for 2024. The API is outlining 30 critical areas that they hope for state lawmakers to address in order to strengthen free markets, to build strong families, and to limit government. API President Stephanie Holden-Smith believes that the state of Alabama should address the emergency powers of the governor and the appointment of the state health officer in light of the actions that were taken during the COVID-19 crisis. Holden Smith says that what happened then should not be repeated since it infringes on personal health freedoms and was an imbalance of power from state leaders. Other issues addressed in that blueprint include educational freedom, resisting the expansion of gambling, privatizing the Alcoholic Beverage Control Board, a cap on property taxes, prohibiting abortion-inducing drugs, sexually explicit performances in public, and addressing the inappropriate library books for minors. For more in-depth stories affecting the state of Alabama, go to 1819news.com. In national news, Iowans are tough people. They braved minus 40-degree wind chills on Monday night in order to get to their assigned voting precinct and take part in the caucus voting for a Republican presidential candidate. Florida Congressman Matt Gates left the humid warmth of Florida and traveled to the state of Iowa to stump for Donald Trump, who was the hands-down winner in this caucus. When it was all said and done, Gates spoke with Right Side Broadcasting Network. It's so great to be victorious in Iowa. I was in Jasper County just moments ago, a county that went for Barack Obama twice, went for President twice thereafter, and it shows the realignment that is creating energy and enthusiasm in the Republican Party. This nomination contest 
is over. Donald Trump is the presumptive nominee for the Republican Party. He had the durable coalition. He's going to end up over 50 percent tonight after these other candidates spent tens of millions of dollars. Uh, so I'm excited. I'm thrilled. Polls from Monday night show Trump standing at 55 percent compared to Nikki Haley at 18.5%, Governor Ron DeSantis at 17.9%, and Vivek Ramaswamy dropping out of the race and endorsing Donald Trump instead. Well, I want to thank everybody. This has been some period of time, and most importantly, we want to thank the great people of Iowa. Thank you. We love you all. What a turnout, what a crowd. And I really think this is time now for everybody our country to come together. We want to come together, uh, whether it's Republican or Democrat or liberal or conservative. It would be so nice if we could come together and straighten out the world and straighten out the problems and straighten out all of the death and destruction that we're witnessing. That's practically never been like this. It's uh, just so important. And I want to make that a very big part of our message. We're going to come together. It's going to happen soon, too. It's going to happen soon. Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin is now officially released from the hospital after being there since New Year's Day. The defense secretary will work remotely at the advice of his doctors before he returns to full-time duties at the Pentagon facility. Austin's stay was at the Walter Reed National Medical Military Center. A doctor from a Texas children's hospital is now revealing how he was treated by the FBI after he became a whistleblower on transgender treatment of minors at that hospital. Dr. Etan Hayim spoke with the Manhattan Institute to expose the transgender surgeries that were being done on children at the hands of Dr. Richard Roberts. Hayim said that there was no hesitation at the gender clinic at this hospital to prescribe cross-sex hormones, mastectomies, and more to minors who were suffering from gender dysphoria. It was something that I knew I had to do something about because if people knew I had the ability to make a change or speak up about it and they knew I stayed silent, then you know I could never forgive myself and I don't think my future generations would too. As a result of Hyene being a whistleblower, Texas state lawmakers took action and passed a law to ban the procedures. However, Hyene was then approached by the FBI. Uh, all of a sudden, you know, I get an aggressive, unexpected knock on the door. You know, I shuffle over, I'm wearing some stupid t-shirt and some like shorts I had from college. I know who it was and I, I open it and standing outside are two federal agents. They say they're with Health and Human Services and that they're investigating a, investigating a case regarding medical records, and they show me their badges. And it's one of those moments where, where time just stops. Looking back on it, it's like you read about political tyranny in other countries. I read about it my whole life growing up. But I knew at that moment it showed up to my doorstep. And they knew I was graduating later that day. They knew my family was in town. They knew how important that day was to me. But that was the point. This was their yeah. form of intimidation. They wanted me to cower in fear. They, they wanted to catch me, you know, completely surprised. They wanted me to be, be in, in, in a state of fear. But as they're soon coming to find out, they have severely miscalculated. Because that day we decided to fight. That we would never beg for forgiveness or leniency for something for when what I had done was the right thing to do, when it was my professional responsibility, when the misconduct we had exposed was voted to become illegal within 24 hours, when the hospital was lying to the public, and what these people are doing to these kids is putting them on a road that's going to turn them into chronic medical patients. You're listening to The Daily Detail from 1819 News.
If you are enjoying the daily detail and want to make sure that these reports come up easily on your smartphone, then be sure to hit the subscribe or follow button on whatever podcasting app you are using. It's usually on the main page of the daily detail. That could be on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbeam, or some other app. And also be sure to visit 1819 News for more reliable, up-to-date information on what's going on around here in Alabama. You can also join 1819 News by becoming a member, which will get you exclusive content as well as 1819 merchandise. You can visit 1819news.com backslash membership to learn more. I'm Andrea Tice. I'll be back again tomorrow. I look forward to updating you then. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. Alabama. Of Alabama. This has been The Daily Detail. For more up-to-date news, go to 1819news.com, where you'll find honest news and Alabama values. 